I'm in Tamworth this morning talking to a little crowd of people here. We have over 20 people here now. Your name is? Dwight. How are you, Dwight? I'm very good. I flew uh, all the way from Germany to be with Mum and uh, my family here in Tamworth for the Country Music Festival. And uh, we listened to you this morning talking to the astronomers here in Tamworth and thought that was pretty cool because I'm right into space. Uh, I made a film about Skylab, um, which we showed in November in the Kennedy Space Centre with the Skylab astronauts, and that was really, really, really cool. And I've got a copy to give you too as well of the okay. film. So what do you do in Germany? I actually work for RTL Television. Uh, I'm a transmission controller. I look, for the, uh, look after the uplinks. Mm -hmm. So I have to speak fluent German. Um, uh, but it's nice to be able to speak English again here. Yeah. Um, and so how long have you been there? 22 years. In Germany? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I'm getting photos from all my colleagues today uh, and neighbours showing the snow-covered cars and all that. And I'm like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> What's it like living in Germany? Hear, hear lots of stories. The the big migration push, which is right across right across Europe, isn't it? People from Africa and the Middle East are just moving into Europe and creating a bit of uh, what angst. Yeah, a lot of it is uh, is hype. Uh, we have a, a refugee Vornung. Uh, um, uh, what what what's Vornung again? Um, residency place where where they they now can stay right in our neighbourhood and everyone's before they came along were going oh it's going to be terrible here it's terrible they have integrated there's not a problem so uh, they were the Syrian and Afghan refugees there has not been a problem at all uh, where we live um, in Cologne itself it is a very big migrant city and, and I'm one of them um, not not had a uh, any any greater increase in crime or anything like that that I would I would say so your name is? Dwight. Dwight. Stephen Bonietzky. Bonietzky. And this is your mum. Hello, mum. Hello. What's your name? Kate. Kate. And your maiden name is, are you German background? Yes, my name main is actually Heike Hayesen. I see. <laughs> so is that how come you went to Germany? Uh, well, you were born in Germany or what? No, actually, oh, it's a long story. How much, how much time have you got? <laughs> a minute and a half. <laughs> I went to England first. That's where I met my wife, Alexandra, who's... Hi, Alexandra. ...ducking away in the shadows. Um, and then moved over to Germany because I thought, before I go back to Australia, I can speak German. Let's see if I can get a job. And they desperately needed people in, in my position, so I've been there since 20, uh, 2002. Okay, so you live now uh, in uh, Australia? here already since 1962, and uh, my first years were in Kwandiala, near the, oh, Kwandiala, yeah. near the Wedding Mountains. Uh -huh. And uh, I got known to the lovely uh, Australian. The Australian always gives you a second chance if you do a, you know, some mistake or anything. So hear that, Australia? You hear that? You're listening? It's Australia Day on Friday. And I love Tamworth. It's absolutely gorgeous here. I have neighbours you would only dream about. I, um, I grew up with a lot of German people. My father learnt German when he was, uh, I don't know, 35. And so we had German all around the house, which used to annoy me as a little Aussie kid. And we had a lot of German people there. And I, when you said that, um, the way uh, you can tell. I mean, I can tell the way Italians embrace English and... And Germans embrace, and you said to me, I've been here already. And yes, and that's what Germans say that all the time. They use that already before. It's, it's one and it just takes me back. It's lovely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I know a few words like uh, Birgitz, Besunders, Manchmal. Uh, yeah, that's about all. And Nicht. Yeah, I'd, say, I'd come in and say, Mum, what's happening? She said, Nicht. 
nicht. I just got to tell you, Mum's a big fan of yours, so that's why she's uh, a little. Well, I'm a big fan of Mum too. <laughs> Good on you. Thanks for coming down. No worries. And you've got the what's this you got? Searching for Skylab. It's the first documentary film about Skylab, which crashed into Esperance. Uh, the, the first American space station. Uh, we interview the astronauts. We interview the residents in Esperance, engineers down in Honeysuckle Creek in, in Canberra. Uh, and it, it's just a great story to tell about uh, how to ignite somebody's passion for, for space because it, they did a lot of stuff there that's been forgotten. And, uh, you know, we researched it and, and spoke to all the astronauts and that and, and everyone's just going, wow, I had no idea they did that back in 1973, 74. Phil, isn't it? Dwight. Dwight, sorry. Where did I get Phil from? Oh, Phil's, Phil was just here. Please thank Dwight and his mother... Kate. Kate. I wish, uh, wish somebody could take a little video of the lovely faces here this morning. Good morning. It's sunrise on the Cooper. It's morning at Belair. They're listening at Lismore for Maccas on the air. There's boomers out at Bondi and surfers on the sand. The crocodiles are cruising the swamps of Arnhem Land. The truckies on the Nullarbor are listening as they drive, as Macker and his callers will bring the day alive. A slice of toast at Townsville, a glass of wine at Clare, and what a cheerful breakfast when Macca's on the air. Good morning. As trawlers work the Torres Strait and big rigs roll through Bogan Gate as Leighton Ricefields host the dancing broker. At Two Wells, Three Springs, Four Mile Creek to tell Australia about their week, the locals dial up Macca. G'day Macca, it's Merv. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Merv. That's good. Just done the overnight run from Mount Tambourine in Queensland through to Melbourne. I just wanted to acknowledge the most amazing run I've had through Coonabarra brand. Narandara, West Wyalong, Dubbo, the effort farmers and locals have gone to for their Christmas life. You know, the, the Christmas spirit is alive and well in the country, mate, and I just want to acknowledge, you know, the expense and the effort those people have gone to. That, like, people have stacked up, you know, haystacks, painted them green and turned them into Christmas trees and red ones with Santas and... But some of the light displays farmers have put down their driveways, it just think good on them. You know, they, you know when, when things are really tough, people sometimes give up. But I think yeah, the Australian spirit is alive and well. And I just wanted to acknowledge all those farmers and all those people in those little local, those little country towns that have gone to so much effort. It's just beautiful to see. If anyone, any of those people listening, yeah, you've made my trip. We're cruising the Bonaparte archipelago. They're tuning in Australia on Sunday morning. Yeah, Macker in the morning turns my week around. He picks me up when I feel down. I wait all week for Macker on a Sunday morning. As Aussies lend a helping hand across this willful, lavish land, there's cakes from 2D Gloucester for Bernie Fireys. It doesn't matter where they are, the market's fishing in the car, they're dialing up Australia on a Sunday morning. I start my week with Macca on a Sunday morning. Exactly. Good morning and welcome. I'm in Tamworth this morning. I'm in Peel Street. I'm outside the ABC's office in Peel Street. You'll find us. Come down. Have you, 
you just got up. Wow. Get down here. There's some music and song and laughter. We'll be here for a good while, but you've got an hour to get down here and say good day to Australia. Good morning. Our number is 1300 com. Some emails. This is from uh, Lindsay Perry. He's with the Matthew Flinders Society. He says, earlier this year, we reported on the project to return the remains of Matthew Flinders for reburial at his hometown in Donington in Lincolnshire. Apparently they found his remains under buried under a, a railway station in somewhere in London or something. Anyway, Saturday the 13th of July has been confirmed as the date as part of three days of commemoration where his remains will be laid at rest at St Mary's in the Holy Rood Church in Donington in a replica of his original coffin. A dramatic film is being made with a balance of action, jeopardy, tension, friendships and romance, out of which Captain Matthew Flinders emerges as a faithful hero titled Flinders Uncharted Waters. It's being made by screenwriter Tim Purcell and directed by Australian award-winning Nadia Tass. We know Nadia Tass. She did Mr Reliable. Do you remember Mr Reliable? What a mighty film Mr Reliable was. I loved it which will be a co-production with her company, Cascade Films Australia. It's hoped that the release of the premiere will coincide with the commemorations, 13th of July, 2024. How about that? And my favourite bird, really, is the quail. I, I, lots of lovely birds in Australia, but I love little quails. I've told you about those before. Rick Dennis says, I listen every Sunday from start to finish. Our house at Tookley on the central coast of New South Wales adjoins bush wetland to the rear on the east and the golf course on the northern side. Bird and animal sounds abound with wallabies and goannas, various snake varieties and native birds including kookaburras, ducks, pelicans and storks. For years we've had a resident semi-small flightless bird resembling a quail. This year he or she gained a partner and the kids said at the time, I think we'll have baby quails this year. While my wife and I were working in the garden yesterday, the two quail-looking birds were out in the open near the golf course. And as I got nearer, the larger of the two birds put on a show like a plover does. Puffed up and wings spread wide, I then saw out of the corner of my eye a small dark figure of what I first thought was a mouse. Then another, and another, running along the bottom of the fence. I reckon the quails have had a nice little family of at least six furballs, no bigger than a golf ball. I'll try to get a picture. Love the show, mate, says... Rick Dennis. Rick, they just they are just wonderful little birds. I've been on the road and as I do when I drive along the highways and byways, I stop and talk to people. I'm by the highway just out of Almara. I'm talking to Graham Graham Kratz and yeah. Kevin Kevin Johnston. How are you, Kev? Good, thank you. That's thank you. Fine. Beautiful day. You're growing lovely watermelons here. Thank you very much. He always does. <laughs> he always does. <laughs> Graham, tell me about what do you do? I was a log faller up until about six months ago, and um, I'm, I'm on a log skidder now, but in the logging game still, while it's still going not too bad. Well, tell people what the logging game is. What do you do? What do you... Well, I started out in the 80s, um, barking poles by hand with an axe. Anything to do with timber, cutting logs, yeah, it's changed a fair bit over the years. So now it's yeah, modernised with mechanical harvesters and everything, but um, there's always still a bit of chainsaw work to do. What sort of logs are they? Spotted gum, a lot of that gets treated now, but um, and for poles it's all spotted gum and uh, all your royal species, which is tallow wood and iron bark and all your... Yeah. Lovely Australian woods. Is that just for poles or for building or what? They're mainly for power poles, but um, yeah, all that timber can be used now for building. Yeah, it gets treated, spotted gum gets treated for borers and everything. So. And where do you send it? Just local mills, just mm. yeah, around Grafton area in Almara here. And Copper's Poles, they take the, the big poles. Wood's a great renewable resource, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We, we sort of farm the bush, you know, we don't take everything. You see a lot, you know, when they do show on television, it's usually clear felling this and clear felling that and 
um, yeah, we sort of we farm it and we got to follow rules and regulations pretty well. So yeah, we've been around long enough to to know that we need it again in the future. Exactly, it's lovely stuff. Australian woods, Tallow wood, beautiful woods, aren't they? What's your favourite? Well, my house is built out of all red mahogany. It's all raw raw timber, so I love me red mahogany, good red mahogany. Mm. Kevin, what about you? You've been here on the farm for a long time. Yeah, a little while. Yeah, grow a few veggies. We grow fourteen thousand onions every year. Yeah, organic onions. We get the uh, seed off uh, Tom Else up at Gatton. Yeah, he's an old man, onion grower and tomato grower up there. Mm. And what's the hard se- workers? Yeah. Hard worker. What's the secret of the onions? What's uh, why do you get this seed from him? In this- well, he has an open pollinated variety that his father had. So they're a real old-fashioned variety, white and brown onion, which you don't, you can't get much anymore, you know. Exactly. Yeah, we're very blessed to get all those and, those seed from him. And where do you send those? Well, we just sell it along the highway here. <laughs> yeah, where you are standing, yeah. Long way to come for <laughs> just, your onions. Just word, just word of mouth with Kevin. All his vegetables are good, yeah. everything they grow. And you're following from Dad and Grandfather. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And times are tough at the river, I suppose. It's a battle at the best of times. <laughs> But look at look how beautiful the place is. Mm. It's beautiful. We need we need rain again. <laughs> not a flood. No, not a flood. And a few snakes around at the moment. Oh yeah. Well, I was lifting one of the watermelons up yesterday, Arv, and there was a red belly black. I felt it nice and soft. I wonder what that is. I lifted up and here's a red belly black. Oh, the digger. I'm lucky. I never get bit. Never got bit. Did you drop the melon? I suppose you did. Oh, I left the melon and ran. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin and Graham, lovely to talk to you boys. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, on the pleasure highway. to meet you. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah you, there you go. I'm glad you did your sign up. Yeah. yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. This is the All Over News. This is the All Over News in Tamworth, and my news is that music makes the world go round. That's an old phrase, but it still rings true. Some come here to look, others to see the stars, but many come to perform and sing. You see, it's an opportunity that is increasingly hard to come by. Maybe Tamworth brings out the performer in all of us. You can see them lining the streets. I took a walk down the street. Everyone's got a story. That's it. Yeah, good. What's your name? Laurie. Laurie Rhodes and and Marshall. What are you doing here? Oh, we come up here to have a fantastic time at the Country Music Festival. Where are you from? Uh, we're over from Bonnells Bay, Newcastle Way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. On Lake Macquarie. And do you always come here? Uh, no, this is my first time. So Laurie's been here a couple of times, oh, yeah. so he's dragged me along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my brother won a gold guitar many years ago in 70... Uh, What's his name? Trevor Rhodes. He was in a band called Buckskin. Yeah, so I've been up here a few times with them, and his drummer has got a band going now. My brother passed. So his drummer's got a band going, and his wife has got two songs in the final five of um, new lyrics, new songwriter. So really happy about that, yeah. So what what do you dig about Tamworth? I think I like the atmosphere. Um, and Lots of people? Definitely the music, yeah. Yeah, definitely music. Yeah, people are good. I like the people. Well, yeah, the people's great. Yeah, she's a fantastic spot. She's a pretty place. Yeah. yeah so. No doubt about you, Maggie. You're always a people person. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, nice to talk to you. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy your and weekend. Oh, very good. Thanks. What, Thanks, Maggie. All right, mate. I'll go and talk to these blokes yeah, here. No worries. Thanks. She's gone to meet her That's the bridal train, I think. The bridal train. Yes. 
And you go by the name of Carlos and Dave, is it right? I'm Carlos, he's Dave. I'm Dave. How are you doing? Where Good. If, where if only? Yeah. Okay, where are you from? We're from Sydney. Sydney. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you come up here every year? or First time ever. Never boxed before. You've got a little sign out and everything. Oh, we do, yeah. We're yeah. just shit in the breeze. We, yeah. Well, we just thought we'd stay away from the, the main space, find a little quiet place and warm up, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we're just getting into it. You're Dave, right? I'm Dave, yeah. Have you got a job? Do you work? I do. I work here. Yeah. I, I do. I do stuff. I do. Um, I do data analytics. Pretty complex, but um, yeah. Carlos, what about you? I I work in uh, in the city in Sydney in finance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> and and I tell the clients, I'm going busking. See you later. <laughs> So you boys would be what, in your 40s, uh, 50s? 63. 63, I love you so much. <laughs> so you're going to be stay here all week? Yeah, we just rocked up today. Uh, we're staying two nights. So we'll and if you've got a licence, that's the thing. If you've got a busking licence. Yes. Because I don't want you to do anything illegal. <laughs> so Carlos and Dave, is that just a new moniker? You've just invented that for this well, week? It's, or? It's, it's, it's if only. Mm. If only we could play guitar. If only we could sing. <laughs> If only we'd done this 20 years ago. I'll come back to you in 20 years' time. You love the music. We do. We just want to keep our hand in and, and keep playing. G'day, Mecca. G'day. How are you going? Yeah, good. What's your name? Will. Tell me your story, Will. <coughs> You're local. Uh, I'm, I'm local in that I come from Australia, but I'm from Perth rather than Tamworth. Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? Uh, look, I'm having a bit of a look around. I'm also working in the local one of the local radiology practices. Uh, I come up here probably once every couple of months. Um... And spend a week up here. It's tremendous. It's a great country. Mm. And uh, I come over for a couple of weeks. This time my wife's come over so we can have a look around and go to the music festival as well. Considering moving over here or? Oh, geez, they'd love me to move here. And sometimes I'd, when I look at these beautiful hills and the fact that it's green in the middle of summer as opposed to the desert I come from, you think about it, but, you know, we've got big connections back home, so... Probably not, but I love visiting. I love visiting. Well, the reason the hills are green, they've had a lot of rain, see? Yeah. You'd come here another time and it'd be hot and dry and brown. Whereabouts in the west are you from? I'm from Perth. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. On the beach in Perth in Cottesloe. Uh Yeah. Here's my wife now, actually, Mac. G'day. What's your name? Anne. Hello, Anne. So is this your first time here? Yes, first time here. Yeah, very impressed. I'm the tourist guide. I've been showing around. We went to Nundal today and out to Mugu station and um, we're just going to go up and have a look up and down the road here but we're off to the courthouse this afternoon to see the West Texas crude. Right. We a fantastic band I saw yesterday in the Tudor Hotel. It was really good. They're great. They really know what they're doing, these guys. It's tremendous. A nice vibe, isn't it? You know, yeah. Lots yeah. of people from all over the place. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Music, good, bad and indifferent. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all sorts. Yeah. yeah, all sorts. And you really f- you feel at home here pretty quick. It's great. And look at these blokes here. They were playing behind. Never played before. <laughs> Got all the gear. I know, ready to roll. <laughs> Set up their shingle. Yeah. Actually, one of the ladies at work uh, yesterday is a local told me that uh, many years ago uh, she used to come down here and keep Urban a bit busking. Yeah. He got picked up here apparently. So, you know, for, and yeah, he won Star Maker years ago. Yeah, yeah in amongst these uh, guys, there's another Keith Urban or Dolly or Tammy Wynette. Who knows? Well, I'm looking. I'm always looking. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's things in Perth? Hot, yeah. hot, but you yeah, know, great. Lovely. Doesn't yeah. rain over there. Doesn't rain. When it rained the other day here, it was boring with rain. It was a thunderstorm in the middle of the day. I had to I had to leave work, go outside and have a look. They were going, oh, my God, you'll get wet. And I said, it's the first time I'll get wet other than being in the ocean for the last four months. It's very dry over there. Anne and Will, 
Lovely to talk to you. Enjoy the uh, festival. I'm Thank sure you, you will. We will. Nice to meet you too, eh? See you later. Thank bye you. bye. In Tamworth, the Army's here. What's your name? Um, Aaron Barnes. I'm Warren Officer here at 1216 Hunter Rebel What's Country Music Week mean for the Army, mate? Um, mate, it's a good opportunity for us to engage with the public, uh, both here in Tamworth and everybody who comes in. Mm. Let them know we're here, let them know what we do, and maybe do a bit of recruiting. What brought you to the Army, Aaron? Um, I always wanted, something I always wanted to do when I was young, and been in 25 years now. So you're based here in Tamworth. Where are you from? Uh, Bay Desert, originally. It's my fourth year down here. Uh-huh. So you travel around a lot, don't you, in the Army? Yeah, every few years. Yeah. Is that good? You get a bit tired with moving, but it keeps it interesting. It's always good. And the Army's got a great band. It's wonder you don't set them up here in the street. They'd <laughs> blow the place away. Yeah, they good to have one of the Army bands up here. Aaron, good luck. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. Thanks, you this is the All Over News, and last week on my holidays I went for a drive, a swim and a surf, up towards Ballina, then across the Great Divide, through the Gibraltar Range, you go to Glen Innes, Inverell, then on my way back, Tamworth, late at night, and I got lost down a dirt road. Still don't know where I was, but after an hour or so of going nowhere, I stopped the car, turned off the lights and got out, and rediscovered, as a city dweller, the wondrous glory of the everlasting stars. So I suppose that's what led me here in Tamworth to this wonderful facility, the Tamworth Astronomy and Science Centre, where lots of visitors and school groups and overseas travellers come and see the stars and minerals and fossils. It truly is a wonderful resource, run, of course, by volunteers. Come and meet three of them, Bryce Little, Peter Best and Gary Copper. I'm with Gary Copper, Peter Best... And Bryce Little. I'm at the Astronomy Centre here in Tamworth, which is a wonderful facility for a country town, a big country town, but it's a great thing to have. And lots of guests come here and look at the telescopes and all the things you've got here. What inspired you, Bryce, to become interested in the night sky? Well, my relatives are farmers up in the Mallee district, and when I grew up, I went up there on a regular basis. Of course, the skies are so clear. This is the Mallee area of Victoria. When I was about 12, I got really interested in astronomy. I got interested in other things later, but I've come back to it uh, when I moved to Tamworth and discovered this wonderful facility. And why did you move to Tamworth? Well, I had friends here. I had been in Brisbane for 10 years, and I just wanted to have a tree change, you know, just a change of scenery. I'm a software developer, and I write applications for livestock and aquaculture. Pete, what about you, Peter Best? Um, I'm a veterinarian, and about three years ago, this centre was first opened, and I walked in and saw these amazing astrophotographs of nebula and supernova, and I was absolutely intrigued, thinking, oh, they're all pictures from NASA. And in fact, they were just all pictures from local astronomers, um, many of them club members, um, that have perfected the art of um, amateur astronomy and capturing these images in high detail it's just been an absolute learning journey for me since i've joined the club physics astronomy it's been awe-inspiring <laughs> a nice break from being a vet very much so quite different <laughs> gary copper when i talk to seamen over the years you know blokes who sail boats and stuff and i think people are going to see are quite different from the rest of us talking to you two three it seems that people who look at the skies are quite different from the rest of us is that true yeah i think it is you got to be a bit off the planet or a bit kinky to be a, an astronomer i think um, i'm only an amateur astronomer i'm a civil engineer by trade civil structural engineer but i'm retired now so but i'm a bit like uh, bryce i grew up on a farm down towards mudgee uh, when I was a kid, I think Dad used to pull the wool pack out into the backyard and we'd lie on the wool pack at night and look up at both satellites that used to be up there then. Sort of thing. So there's been a few more since, but uh, that's what got me going. And I've been into astronomy and telescopes and astroimaging for probably, uh, well, probably 10 or 15 years, but into astronomy for looking at the sky for 20 or 30 years, I suppose. 
As I said when I got lost, it's the first time I've looked at the sky and seen it so clear for, you know, 10 years or something like that. What's happening in the night sky? You, you blokes and girls who are interested in the sky always see something new that's happening around the place that the rest of us just walk around and, oh, I've got to go to the shopping or whatever. But, but you're looking at the sky and think, what's happening at the moment up there? At the moment up there, I guess it's, well, it's, it's sort of the same thing for us all the time because we get the big Hewitt going out the front, which is a massive big big Hewitt camera it's a telescope mm-hmm. out the front and we uh, every Thursday night we look at all the all the common objects but there's uh, there's a supernova's gone off in the northern hemisphere that we uh, can't see till about four o'clock in the morning so I suppose the other things there's been that uh, what's it that Pegasus rocket that they tried to put on the moon NASA tried to put on the moon that didn't quite make it supposed to put some instruments up there last week uh, I had a fuel leak and they brought it back to earth and they crashed it over the Pacific Ocean I think and it takes a bit of keeping up with there's that yeah. much going on all the time yeah, yeah. Yeah. And who'd have thought back in the 60s when uh, the first landing on the moon, um, and now Mr Musk is putting rockets up every other day. Bryce, isn't he? He is indeed. And some of his satellites streak across the sky on a regular basis, so we, we see them in our photographs. <laughs> yeah. And they talk about us living on Mars in some time in the future. You blokes look at planets and you know how far it is, and you're talking in light years. There's it- some major issues with this still. Part of my training it was as a radiation safety officer, and... Um, we're allowed about two millisieverts of exposure of radiation a year, and if you're a, a health worker, you, you can cop 10. Astronauts are allowed to get 500. The lethal dose of radiation is about 9,000 millisieverts. The trip to Mars is 600 millisieverts of radiation in the five months it takes to get there. And on the surface of Mars, because there's no atmosphere, it's 0.7 of a millisievert a day. And if there's a solar flare, there's no atmosphere to protect you, you get cooked and so there's some serious problems with radiation to put people on Mars for any long duration. Now you're spoiling a good story Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Gary and Peter and Bryce lovely to talk to you this is a great facility in a city like Tamworth more people should come and look at this it's fabulous. Um, Thank you. We we welcome visitors and we're especially interested in STEM programs and, and helping educate school kids so everyone's welcome to come and visit. We were um on the road the other day, and that's this watermelon we're going to slice up in a minute. And uh, the bloke, I met a bloke by the side of the road, and he was uh, growing these watermelons. And so I stopped and had a had a uh, talk to him. You're not all over Australia, eh? America, are you? Mm, sweet. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> what, what's your name? Robert. Robert, Robert Johnson. Where are we, Robert? In Almara, just outside the uh, town boundary. And you're a grower of pumpkins and watermelons and well, what else? Well, I've been doing that. My son does most of it now. I'm 75, so <laughs> on the way down. Mm. <laughs> or up, I hope. It's a hard life, though, with floods and droughts and um, like all farming things go on. And uh, I've just lost my pension now. Yeah, they took, well, we were getting 500 a fortnight. Now we get nothing a fortnight. So Why just is that? because the farm went up in value. Oh, it seems very unfair, but that's what uh, governments do to you. <laughs> so this is watermelon season now. How long? You, when do you start picking, and when does that finish? Oh, well, about two weeks ago we should have started to sell them, but mm. um, you plant them in October, November, early the end of October. Yeah, yeah. So really, we grow garlic and onions. We've got some variety of onions that you keep the seed from year to year. Yeah, some old man up at the Brisbane Way got us onto the seeds. You just, from year to year, you just put your seed away and all your old onions away. When they shoot, they spend out more seed heads and that when you dry them and keep them that way, yeah. So it's... Uh, seem to go. go all right? Yeah, they seem to be a better taste. Yeah, they go 
way down to Foster and all over the place. Blue Mountains, people come and get them. <laughs> it's uh, snake season now, isn't it? Yeah, so my son picked up melon yesterday and there was a real big red belly under the uh, melon. He was lucky. The snake got frightened and so did he. <laughs> he went off. <laughs> so is that all you do, grow veggies or you uh, grow other things? I used to work in the hospital system, but um, I won't go there. But anyway, um, it's a good good life. My wife isn't well. We had a bird on the veranda, a parrot, and it got some, my wife got some disease from there. You don't have a parrot on the veranda or in your house because it'll give you a problem on the lungs and mm-hmm. it affects the heart. And uh, you know, she can only walk from room to room or it's without being knocked up. The Clarence is a movable feast, isn't it? Yes, it goes over that wall there. Mm-hmm. It nearly went into our place. But I think the road put it up a bit they put a new road highway and um, we all believe that it made the flood level much higher than normal yeah yes. they copped it around Korokai and yeah, Woodburn and stuff there. it's terrible isn't it new houses went up half the windows you know before they even got in there yeah all the way out to nearly to the beach place and what's this pumpkin called that I've got from you podkin podkin they're a sort of a, a breed that's all probably man-made crossing things but yet they won't uh, you can't you got to buy the seed and plant other pumpkins with them to make them bear we planted a heap one year and we had vines everywhere but no pumpkins and we found out later we had to plant a, a pumpkin vine to inoculate the uh, the flowers yeah really yes so they're all right to taste oh beautiful yeah i'll give you money back if it's no good <laughs> but anyway people moving up this way robert yeah oh yes even in Almara houses are going for nine hundred thousand. you know it's unbelievable and what yeah. about properties, like places to farms oh, they're, and stuff? They're very um, in short. Some fella come from Sydney, paid two million for a, you know, never get it back. Mm. You know, but it's just people. People like to keep their farms. You know, <laughs> keep the family, and mm. uh, I hope to give it to my son when I pass on. All right, Robert. Well, yeah. nice to talk to you, mate. Right. <laughs> Fancy meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. Yes, yeah. that's right. You never know, do you? <laughs> you never know what's no. around the corner, Rob. Good on you, mate. Nice right, to talk then. to you. Yeah, I know your voice. <laughs> you listen to the ABC, do you? Yeah, occasionally, yes. But not the news. <laughs> All right. Good on you, Robert. Thanks, okay. mate. All right. This is Macco. I'm in Tamworth this morning in Peel Street, Lower Peel, actually. Lower Peel. Uh, what's your name? Peter. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Good to be here. Thank you. It's a lovely Hawaiian shirt. I um, thought I'd wear this shirt for radio. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pete, what's your story? My story, oh, I was here four years ago in front of the council chambers, so I'm a Tamworth local. Mm. A mate sent me a text this morning and said, Mac is down here. So I thought I'd come down and see you again. Yeah, we couldn't get to the council chambers, so we're down here in Lower Lower Peel Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to reiterate everything that Terry, your earlier um, guest, said about Tamworth. I've been here about similar time to him. Great town, mm. city. Yeah, it is a city now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, lovely spot. And that's it's a city in the country, which is so. Uh, I mean, when you go to the big cities now, like Melbourne and and Sydney, they've got their problems with traffic and. And uh, Brisbane, even uh, you've got lots of problems with people and traffic and overcrowding and all that sort of stuff. And I, I, I think the reason people rail against it because we're not used to it. I mean, overseas in big countries, and you know, you hear about Mexico City and Jakarta, and there's, you know, they're quite happy with 12 million people and stuff like that. But Australians find it a bit hard to. So I suppose that's why a lot of people move to a place like Tamworth. Yeah, the best view of those other cities in the rear vision mirror. I always say. What do you do, Pete? 
Well, I've just retired, Ian, but uh, last job I was working on a, uh, a um, farm here and it was mixed farming and had uh, egg production as well. It was a great job. But I'll probably go back there. I'm too young to retire. <laughs> well, yeah, if you feel like you're at a loose end, you, I mean, I, I sort of like working. I mean, I think uh, I was thinking, you know, people say, oh, when are you going to retire? And I think... If you retire, what do you do? I mean, my life's been revolved around getting up and having something to do. That'll be the fun. Um, yeah, having something to do. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, I plan on uh, wearing a caravan out. I just don't know how I can get paid to do it. But that's another one. My next occupation. All right, Pete. Nice to talk to you. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for coming. These two people have just arrived. They brought their seats, which is really lovely. What's your name? Paul. Paul and... Lenore. Hi, where are you from, Paul? We're from Calandra on the sunny coast. All oh, right, you're touring around Australia, are you? No, I just come down to Tamworth for the, for the festival. Uh -huh. How come? Why do you come to Tamworth for the festival? You like We've been here half a dozen times over the years, but uh, we usually come to see you when you're up in the theatre. All oh, right, yeah. It's about eight years since we've been too. So. Yeah, well, it's about eight years <laughs> since we've done one. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, five, yeah. Since uh, 19, 2019, I think, was the last concert we did. Yep, that was probably the last time we were here. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. So how's things in Caloundra? Yeah, wonderful. Getting too busy. It's yeah. uh, population's grown greatly over the last few years, so uh, but still a lovely spot. Yeah, so you just travel down in your... You got an RV or something? Yeah, caravan, yep. Yep, yeah. yep, come down the back way. I was just uh, saying I saw some stats. There's about 800,000 RVs around the place, which is quite amazing. Your name is... Lenore. Lenore, that's right. Lenore. Yeah. Like travelling around? You do a lot? Yes, we do. We do a lot. I like going out west, best, best mm. of all. Sitting beside a riverbank somewhere and cooking tea over a fire. It's good to see you bought your little seat, seats. Nice to talk to you. Good on you. Too. Thanks, Ian. Tamworth Country Music began on Friday. It's a lovely morning. I love being in Tamworth. I love being where people are. And lots of people here from all over the place. John Howie, how are you? From the Howie Brothers. How are you, mate? Very good, Ian. Very what, are you, what are you doing here? Uh, I'm here for about the 45th year in a row, I think, Ian. I, I first came here in uh, 1979. Uh, we had a band called 1901 and uh, we won the Golden Guitar for uh, Group of the Year that year. Group yeah, I remember. Of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Long, long time ago. You've got, you got a CD in your hand, which is the uh, Thank Your Mother for the Rabbits. Thank Your Mother for the Rabbits. Yep. That's, uh, that's right. Yep. Tell yeah. people the story of that. Because uh, I hadn't heard that saying before. No. Um, well, uh, a few people uh, used the expression, uh, the Rex Hunt, uh, the fishing guy and... Uh, football football commentator. commentator. He, yeah. he used to sign off with that. Uh, used, instead of saying goodbye, he used to say, well, thank you, Mother. Dumb, lovely dumb and Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mother, for the rabbits. And Darren Hinch used to use the expression and, uh, yeah, very colourful expression. And, is it a Victorian one or is... They reckon, I, I looked up the history of it, and uh, they reckon that it originally comes from around Yorkshire, around the sort of Midlands in, in England, and they, they think it was first used back in about the 1850s. But it became very popular in Australia because... Uh, Back in about the uh, Depression years, you know, everybody used to go out and catch rabbits and that sort of thing. And mm. I think the expression really took off in Australia and got adopted by Australians. And in, in those days, they really were thanking their mother for the rabbits, but now it's just a bit of a you know, yeah. throwaway. Yeah, I think the, the expression's used in several ways. It's sort of... Uh, it, may, it can be used as genuine, well, thank you, or genuine goodbye, but I think it's quite often used as a... 
uh, kind of... Up yours. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly, exactly, yeah. So you're off to see Pete Dennehy now, and you've got your album there, and there's a track on there called... It's Australia Day. I was just thinking with Australia Day coming up, it uh, might be a nice track to play, but uh, you might not have time today, Em. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we wish everybody a wonderful uh, Australia Day, and yeah. Uh, yeah, good to talking to everybody out there in Australia. You've got millions of listeners, see, and everybody listens to you on a Saturday, on a Sunday, Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday yeah. morning it is, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, nice. good listen. to see all the crowd of people here to see you. And uh, Hear that? Yep. I know my offsider here, Jill Delaney. From Hi, Jill. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, good. good. Jill's from Wangaratta, and uh, she was really looking forward to meeting you this morning, so you, you've, you've done it. You've done it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice to talk to you, yeah. both. Nice to talk to you, yeah. Ed. Right. I've, I've got to go. Thank you. Uh, Barry Harley, how are you, Barry? Well, Ian, yourself? Good. I noticed that John Williamson had an accident with his uh, rock fill on his hand. He's not playing. He was going to play at the um, town hall on, Fr- on Australia Day. On Australia Day. And that's a tradition that John's had here for probably 20 years on that Friday and just happens to coincide with Australia Day. But... Uh, Unfortunately, he had an accident with a rock crushing yeah. his hand. Yeah. And I don't know whether you noticed, but his bronze statue down Peel Street within minutes of the news... Had a bandage. Had a bandage. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if, if, the, if the venue's free now on, uh, on Australia Day, um, I'll get the band together. I think I could. I probably couldn't. It's too late. We could probably do that, you know. Really? Yeah, we could probably. Let's talk. I'll get Let's... your people to talk to my people. I haven't got any people. <laughs> I've only got Kel and Pete and they're busy, yeah. (laughs) See what you can do. Yeah, nice little crowd. Nice. uh, It's quite busy, isn't it, Tamworth? I thought first week, probably build up. No, very, very pleased with the crowd. You know, on Friday the energy and the buzz was there. We had one of the largest crowds in the park that we've had for many, many years with over 7,000 people. But, you, you know, you're, you're a great foster of, of uh, early talent and you've got a couple of boys coming up here who are brilliant. But they're just two of 350 registered buskers this mm. year. We've only got space for about 50, so you can imagine the jostling for space down there. But uh, They wouldn't give me a licence. Well, they've heard you, mate. It's okay. <laughs> no, we register them to actually insure them. They don't pay any fees and uh, we have a competition where there's some good prize money and uh, a top ten on next Sunday night, actually, the last Sunday of the festival. But, um, no, we're absolutely very, very pleased with all these people coming from all over Australia and uh, and Tamworth's back to normal after a couple of troubled yeah. years. But um, Four years, good. really. Yeah, and you're the centre pin on it, mate. If you weren't here, it wouldn't be as successful. <laughs> These two little possums with hats on, what's your name? Rachel. Rachel and... Wayne. Um, tell me your story. Uh, so we've been living in South Korea for the last three and a half years. Uh, our way to connect to Australia in that time was to listen to your radio show every Sunday morning. I actually rang you a few times to keep connected. Uh, so we decided to... Tried, a, tried the grey, grey nomad uh, lifestyle, so we just started, what, bought a caravan and the road, travelled 1,600 kilometres to come to Tamworth. And Rachel. Out, you were here. There you go. Rachel, what, uh, what were you doing in Korea? Uh, South Korea? I was enjoying the country and I was working. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what was happening? I was working for General Motors. I've worked for General Motors for 41 years. Uh, my last part of the career was in Korea, uh, trying to, not trying to, but to help improve their safety culture. Uh, so that's why we were there for that time. What, the safety culture in, in, the, in the factory or on the roads? In the manufacturing plants, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So uh, we, we went there intentionally for two years. COVID hit and we were there for three and a half, so we needed to get back for our grandchildren. 
So we went back in Australia and retired. What was it like, Rachel, living in South Korea? It's a beautiful country. Um, you can travel three hours north, south, east and west and you can see they're so diverse. Mm. You know, the uh, seaside and the country. Yeah. The people are beautiful. Um, yeah, the infrastructure is amazing, the transport. And when they build something, they build it so strong and so well. We should get them out here. But apparently we've had a few problems with home units and stuff here, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. And, um, it's a beautiful country and there's so much to do. Um, and people that are getting older like us, um, you know, along the Han River, people are out walking, the walking tracks, the bike tracks, the exercising. You go up... Um, Sounds painful to me. Yeah, go on. <laughs> you go up the mountains and the hills and uh, the facilities are amazing. Um, everybody looks after one another. Um, you know, I mean, people may say communism type thing but in certain countries, but when we're asked to wear a mask, everyone wears a mask because you're looking after yourself, you're looking after the people. You know, um, that's what I found anyway. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.